Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So everybody, after a couple weeks of taking a little siesta from podcasting and taking a couple weeks off, I just wanted to let you know I'm back. I'm alive! I'm at work! Oh God, it's the sun! And what better way to kick off this episode of of coming back from a couple week hiatus from podcast than to, to feature a clip from Bill Murray and Scrooge, right? <laughs> uh, that, that makes a trifecta, by the way, for those of you who've been longtime listeners of jimmystable.com. I know if you, you've been listening every week for some time, you know that I, I'm kind of something of a Bill Murray fan, and uh, I've managed to twice previously work Bill Murray clips into my podcast, and that makes a third. That makes a trifecta. So I don't know if there's some sort of award for working Bill Murray into your podcast or not three times, but, you know, if there's not, I think there should be. But I digress. So today in episode 95 of the Jimmy'sTable.com podcast, I want to talk about living again. Um, Because after a couple weeks of taking off um, from the podcast and living life a little bit and trying to resurrect this show a little bit after a couple weeks off, I kind of got to thinking about the environment that we've been living in for the past year. Uh, for a lot of people, this past year hasn't exactly been the best year of their lives because of the pandemic associated with COVID-19 and all that has transpired over the past year. I think a lot of people kind of feel like their lives have been robbed one way or another. Uh, everything's been kind of put on hold and 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 not to minimize um, the fact that there have been a lot of people that have died from COVID-19. Um, metaphorically speaking, it kind of feels like we've all died in some sort of sense, in some sort of manner. Metaphorically speaking, of course. Our lives have been more or less stopped and put on pause. And we kind of anxiously long to pick things back up where we left off prior to the pandemic. But we feel we quite can't move forward yet. And even though things are starting to look a little promising with the development of the COVID vaccine and people starting to get their their shots, um, we're still kind of on this anxious longing for things to change. We are hoping to beat COVID-19 and to come out of our metaphorical graves and to get back to life as we once knew it. And if you kind of think about it, what I just said, intuitively, without realizing it and being able to articulate it, we're kind of all longing for resurrection at the end of the day. We've been submerged in this sea of death for far too long. And like the mythical phoenix, we long to rise triumphantly from the ashes into the blazing sun. And I think that's kind of where we are right now. We're kind of experiencing this sort of existential angst because of COVID-19. And that kind of has touched something primal 
and uh, deep inside of all of us. We're all going through this period of death, uh, and we're all kind of wrestling with that. And it's something that makes us a little uncomfortable because death is not a fun topic, just as the past year has not been a fun topic. And I, and I think, you know, when we think about death, we think about this past year, we think about our own ultimate demise. The fact is, 10 out of 10 people die, right? We're all going to, to die one day. And it's an unfortunate reality, and perhaps maybe even a scary one. Um, but it's something that I think that, if anything, this past year has taught me that we all have to ultimately look death square in the eye. Whether it's fear over death from a pandemic, or we, we all realize that deep down, we're going to die. And whether we care to admit it or not, I think we all kind of wrestle with that. Uh, we... It's a thought that kind of like just randomly floats through our heads every now and then. We, we experience a scary moment or, or we sit there and think about our lives and, and where it's going. And as we age and get older and older, you know, we all kind of have that thought. Wow, you know, as I get older, I realize none of, I'm not getting out of this alive, right? <laughs> you know, it's something we best uh, try to ignore on a regular basis. It's a thought that we wrestle with, but it's a thought that we ignore and suppress, and it's something we definitely don't regularly talk about. We live in a life that tries to scrub death um, and the reality of death from from our lives. When when we take all of our old people, all of our sick, and all of our infirm, and we stick them in some sort of building where all the sick and infirm and old people go. Uh, so that they can go on and do their dying over there, right? And I think that's one of the things that, you know, especially because of this pandemic that has caused a lot of people to, you know, maybe even scoff at the idea that we're even experiencing a pandemic and experiencing a problem is because, you know, we don't see people dying in the streets and laying in the gutters, and so we don't think there's a problem. Um, and I think that's just because as a culture, we've gotten really, really good at pushing death out of our lives. And so even though there have been, at the time of this recording, 450-some-odd thousand deaths attributed to COVID this past year, um, it's, it's something that we've managed to push out of our minds, and, and some people even relegate to being a conspiracy of the highest order, um, that the, the deep state and the, the you know terrible liberals and all the scary people and shadowy corners are getting along together and colluding to bring society down. Um, and they're doing that over this imaginary thing some people call a uh, pandemic. <laughs> you know, but the fact of the matter is people have been dying. People have been getting very sick. Um, and it's something that we've been having to deal with as a culture. But, you know, in fact, in dealing with it, we just kind of push it to the fringes just the same. Um, but I digress. But so that, that gets you thinking about death, this, all this that has been going on in this pandemic. Um, and, you know, that's something we don't like to think about. And it's something even difficult to talk about, um, because, you know, we don't like it. We're all kind of afraid. And we realize that in our life, no matter how good or how bad our life happens to be, we realize 
at the end of the day, that we only have one, one life to live. And then after this, who knows? And depending on the narrative you embrace, most of us realize that we're either going to die and black out like dogs, and we'll never even remember our own existence and the fact that we were once even alive, which is kind of a scary thought to think about. Or we think, you know, we're going to enter into some sort of ghost-like dream world in which we live some sort of life in the great beyond um, and whatever life we have in the, the afterlife, that it's going to be somehow completely disconnected from life as we know it in the present. And that's kind of a, a scary thought too. And it's, it's something that we, we don't like. So with that thought though, those, those kind of thoughts, those narratives that either we're going to black out like dogs or go into some sort of ghost-like existence, you know, we kind of shove those thoughts into the back of our minds. But even with them being a thought in the back of our minds, it kind of ends up becoming a narrative that shapes our approach to life. As a result, we do everything we can to get the most out of this life. We adopt a YOLO sort of uh, approach and philosophy of life. Uh, and if you don't know what YOLO ma- means, YOLO means you only live once. <laughs> and we, we, we take that philosophy and we, 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 um, we embrace it. And we say, Yo, you know, all this life is all physical and it's all biological. And we realize that uh, maybe even our own consciousness and the fact that we're able to to realize that we're alive, that it's all just a biological, physical, chemical reaction in our brains, and that once that physical, chemical reaction goes out, um, life goes with it. And we realize there's nothing more after that. So we do all that we can to soak up this world and to soak up life as much as we can, We do everything to maximize our pleasures, to minimize our pains, and to squeeze as much purpose as we can out of this futile existence and time under the sun. For in the end of the day, that's all we have to look forward to, right? (laughs) After all this life is over, the lights go out. Or does it? I believe as a Christian, this narrative needs to be challenged. As a Christian, I believe that Jesus Christ was a historical person who lived, who was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered, he died, and he was buried. But miraculously, after three days, God raised Jesus Christ up from the grave, and he was bodily resurrected. He came back to life again, and he was seen and witnessed by over 500 people who then began to testify and preach the fact that a dead man named Jesus is now alive and alive forevermore. He's still alive even to this day, and he will be alive tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that for all of eternity. Of course, though, you may not believe any of this. Well, that's fine if you don't. But do consider for a moment that if this story is true, that Jesus Christ has been raised from the grave, that such an event would be an indication that our perspective on death is completely wrong, 
and that we need to change this underlying narrative, that we need to challenge this perspective of YOLO, that we need to challenge this idea that we black out like a dog when it's all over. This means if, if Jesus Christ is alive, that death does not have the final say. And it means that humans live more than once. And if humans live more than once, then this would have great implications to our YOLO philosophy towards life. Indeed, at the heart of Christianity is the belief that even as Jesus Christ was crucified and raised to life, so too will we be made to live one day. This is our blessed hope, and this was central to the teachings of Jesus. In the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verses 25 through 29, Jesus once said, Truly, truly, I say to you, a time is coming, and even now has arrived, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself. And he gave him authority ex to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this fact, for a time is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come out. Those who did good deeds to a resurrection of life and those who committed the bad deeds to a resurrection of judgment. Jesus promises that one day he will return and that the blast of his voice, all of humanity, will come out of its grave and miraculously be made physically whole again. Everyone who went to the grave and shut their eyes and entered into a world of darkness will open those same eyes again one day. We will all live again one day. And according to Jesus, we will all stand for judgment. Death will not have the final say. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Life, will have the final say. And so knowing these things... If we are to live again, what manner of men ought we to be? How should we approach our lives? Of course, there would be those who would try to downplay the significance of whatever comes next. I've even heard in many Christians' uh, circles who kind of try to trivialize the life to come and its significance of having any source of meaning or implication for life in the present. They've divorced the present life from the future life altogether. And when it comes to how they live their life in the present and whatever ethical considerations that may have for the moment, um, they've kind of pushed that all together and just said, well, you know, no matter what happens, whether I go to heaven or hell or whether there is a resurrection or not or, or whether we all black out and nothing happens after that, I'm going to live my life according to the, the teachings of Jesus just the same. Um, and, uh, that's going to be my lot in life. And, and it may even sound spiritual to say such, or even wise, but let me just say, such a thought isn't Christian. I believe as a Christian, God has called us to be a resurrection people, and we must live our lives no longer in the fear of death or the fear that we might somehow miss out on something great because of a pandemic 
or because of what may yet happen in the future, whatever terrible thing may befall us that may keep us from taking that journey and going on a vacation that we've dreamed of, of, of seeing France or, you know, all the things that we set as our life goals. We have a way of looking at life as being, this is it and this is all I'm going to be able to get. So I'm going to set these ambitious goals for my life and I'm going to have plans for this year. I'm going to have plans for the next five years and I'm going to make these sort of life bucket sort of goals uh, and I'm going to do everything I can before I can kick the bucket because there isn't anything after that, right? <laughs> Instead of living our life out of that perspective, though, we need to live our lives out of the perspective that you and I are, in fact, going to live again and that you and I will, in fact, live forever. And such should embolden and inform how we live our lives in the present And instead of seeing things like COVID-19 and the pandemic as something that has somehow frustrated our plans for ourselves or God's plan and purpose for our lives, we need to see that we've had the opportunity to truly live this entire time. Instead of wondering what life will be after COVID-19 is a distant memory, we need to learn to start thinking much further down the road. And instead of making plans for this year, more five-year plan, as good as such plans can be, and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking such plans, I think we need to live our lives with a 10,000-year plan. (laughs) I'm kind of reminded of of, uh, the old hymn, Amazing Grace, and a line that says, And when we've been there... 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. (laughs) I snuck in a little singing there. (laughs) Hope you didn't tune out, right? Um, but you know, I think that's, that's an approach that we need to have and an expansion of our thought an expansion of the, the philosophy that we have towards life, that we need to have more than a one year plan and a five year plan, but instead we need to think about our 10,000 year plan instead of always trying to get all that we can out of life and making decisions only in the quote unquote now, we must do as Jesus said. And store up for ourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, nor where thieves break in and steal. For Jesus said, for where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. And that's why I kind of have to knock the entire philosophy. Oh, it doesn't matter what happens after this life is over, you know. I'm I'm still going to live my life according to whatever edicts and principles I want to in the moment. Jesus would kind of knock that. Because we need to have an eternal mindset. We need to have eternity, quote-unquote, stamped on the back of our eyelids. Um, It needs to be something that when we open our eyes every morning, that we walk out realizing we still are going to be at this an awful long time. And we need to allow eternity to invade the present moment of our lives. And we need to so value the things in our lives from the value of what those things are. 
in light of eternity? What will we be doing in 10,000 years? And in light of such, and realizing that there is a judgment to come, a resurrection judgment in which there will be the righteous and the unrighteous, in which we will experience life in either abundance or life in either in torment, what manner of people ought we to be in the present? Jesus said the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. The issue of resurrection isn't just about some sort of future event, but it's a situation regarding the present as well. The resurrection of the dead isn't just a future thing that's going to happen one day, but it's an experience and way of life that we can walk in right now. So the question isn't whether or not you will hear Jesus' voice calling you out of the grave one day. The question is whether or not you will hear that voice now. And will you live your life as one who has already been made alive from the grave? So that no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what curve ball is thrown your way, no matter whether or not you have the rug yanked out in front of you or whether or not you're sitting there hitting home runs all day (laughs) and life is just nothing but mountaintop after mountaintop of experience for you, which if you haven't figured out by now, it's not. Um, But whatever you choose to do in life, Choose to experience life as one who has heard the voice of the Son of God, who has come out of their grave, not only in the future, but right now. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 95. I want to live again, longing for the resurrection. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to share it with others. I'd love your feedback. Email me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. And if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so by going to jimmystable.com slash subscribe and choosing your favorite method of subscription, either by email newsletter, either by uh, WordPress email notifications, or just simply by subscribing through uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Google, and all the other fun places that you get your podcast at. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey at jimmystable.com, where I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. I hope you've enjoyed. God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.